Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the One Man Low Council and episode 307 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, because yes, indeed, this show is uploaded as a podcast lately, right after the show ends, because I have been on my game, which... I had fallen behind on several episodes recently, but thank you everyone for joining. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please make sure you smash that like button and that you share this video as well. I uh, really would mean a lot. And also a shout out to everyone watching over on Odyssey. Shout out to the Odyssey fam. Light up that fire button if you're watching over there. And also shout out, of course, to the DLive fam and the Twitter fam as we are streaming on multiple locations as usual. Tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about Rumble and how recently Rumble uh, had declared that it had joined up with a, a group on, on Wall Street to go public and how it's being spun in different directions, some spinning it to the positive, some spinning it to the negative, and kind of where I fall on that scale as someone who has personally never really been that much of a fan of the Rumble platform myself, very much more um, interested and invested in helping Odyssey grow as a platform. I just think that there is a lot more... Uh, I think there's a lot more focus on Odyssey when it comes to freedom of speech, but also a much more sustainable platform as well with it being decentralized. So even though Rumble going public, one could argue, means that it has the capital to be able to uh, compete with other companies like YouTube, it also means that down the line, it could easily become the next YouTube, which is kind of defeating the entire purpose of it. So we'll talk about that, and obviously a lot of people have their own opinions on that as well. Uh, so let me go ahead and say hello to some people. We'll actually start out over on Odyssey tonight. We got the R in the chat. Hail to you, Vincent Womack in the chat as well. Thank you both for being here as they are going back and forth with each other. And we've got a bunch of people, of course, watching on YouTube. Thank you all very much for being here today. Let's see. We've got Tina B, the Empress of the Universe, saying, first one here, I've got to go drink something. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Uh, well, hopefully you have a nice, refreshing beverage. Uh, we got Golden Ration in the chat. Hail to you. Snort of Poop is Cuber. Says, hello, humans and other quitters. Hail to you. Thank you very much for being here today. You are awesome. We got Just Another Red Shirt. Hail to you, Just Another Red Shirt. Thank you very much for being back. Keck44 in the chat. Hail to you. Bryant Barth in the chat as well. Thank you for being here. Tina B., Embers of the Universe reminding everyone, if you have a comment or question on any of the platforms, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment at Odin. It'll let me know you're trying to get my attention, and I will be able to address your comment or question. And, of course, you can either uh, donate via Super Chat on YouTube. You can also, of course, Hyper Chat on Odyssey, and you can also donate via Streamlabs, so that way YouTube does not get any revenue if you are watching over there. If you want, you do not have to. Again, all I ask is that you put at Odin the very beginning of your comment. And thank you for being here today. We got Laura. It's a short story in the chat. What's going on, Laura? Thank you for being here. We got uh, we got a couple of the mods in the chat tonight. Stephanie B, of course, will be on a little bit later as she uh, is is coming back from work. And so she's she's always a little bit late, but that's okay because she's doing important stuff. Uh, we got here Joey Horn. What's going on? Good, sir. Hail to you. Rosie G12. Been a while, Rosie. So glad to see you back in the chat. 
Thank you for being here. Blessed Tuesday and blessed Advent to everyone out there who is celebrating. I appreciate y'all for being here. Tina B says, I don't even know what a rumble is. Am I that behind? You don't know about Rumble, the the media platform that was uh, basically uh, Odyssey and Rumble are, are kind of cut from the same cloth in that both of them were uh, you know, designed to be competitors to YouTube, to be a safe space for uh, free speech, to be able to allow for people to speak their minds on a platform without having to worry about being canceled, without having to worry about being taken down. And uh, Rumble, uh, just for me, has never quite gotten it down. Uh, Obviously, they are doing things like live streaming now, similar to Odyssey. The difference is that in order to get access to live streaming on Rumble, you have to pay. You have to be paying into their system. You have to be paying for a certain subscription in order to get access to the live streaming feature, which already, you know, you know, makes me (laughs) like, okay, no, no, thank you. Uh, Because uh, even before then, the uh, platform just never seemed as a viable uh, alternative by any means or measure, you know, whether it, it's looking at the the total, you know, the view count in, in you know, overall, just not a lot of people who, who typically watch me or the kinds of videos that I make are really on Rumble. Uh, Rumble is a lot more, I, I think, of a political platform. I feel like it is a place for a lot of conservative media types. I, again, that's just the perception that, that I have, and those seem to be the biggest names on there. Again, nothing necessarily wrong with that, but that, again, is kind of like the space that Rumble has built for itself. And so, um, you know, that itself was already a difficult, you know, sell for me at least to say, well, you know, I'm talking about box office and movie news and movie reviews. That doesn't really seem like it fits very well on that platform. Whereas with a place like Odyssey, for instance, it is so many different things going on, right? There's a plethora of topics and discussions, and there's just so much more, I feel, just going on over there, and there's just a lot more openness to that. Not to mention, it is uh, just based on my little experience, you know, if anyone is looking to try and start a channel or is trying to grow a channel or is trying to be able to, you know, make a little extra cash on the side... Rumble is just not a good option at all. I, I mean, I, I for a long time, I uploaded almost all of my videos to Rumble and never saw even like a penny's worth of anything. And you all know, like that really doesn't mean a whole lot to me, right? That's not really uh, what I do this for. But at the same time, it's like if I'm going to have to go through the process of uploading to a separate platform... You know, it's going to kind of have to be able to at least, you know, uh, be somewhat worth it, I guess, whether it's by allowing, uh, you know, people who follow me to be able to access it on an alternative media platform, which is the original reason why I even did it. Um, But then eventually places like Minds.com got my attention and Minds.com allows you to upload videos and there are a lot more people who follow me over there than on Rumble. And then, of course, Odyssey. And the beauty of Odyssey is that you don't even have to upload it there because as soon as you connect your YouTube channel, it just automatically backs up everything. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Rumble, it was, again, one of the, the, the video platforms that, that popped up in competition to YouTube trying to allow for free speech. And it does. You know, obviously, it does do that. Um, and there are people like the Salty uh, 
uh, Salty Cracker, who uses the platform. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, people who watch me or typically at least know who Steven Crowder, or at least the name Steven Crowder is. He uses Rumble as well. Um, and obviously that is a great backup for him. But, you know, for, for someone like me, and I think for anyone who's trying to start a channel or is trying to just go and, and talk to people, I just, I don't think Rumble's a good option. As I said, you, you, literally you have to pay in order to get access to live streaming. What did Odyssey do? Odyssey just said, all right, we're opening this up and we're gonna, you know, just roll it out to a few people at first to try and test things out to make sure things work. And then we're gonna roll it out to more people over time. Never charged a penny for it, you know? And, you know, they are based in cryptocurrency. They are decentralized, meaning that you can't take their networks down once your videos are up there. They are up there, you know, again, no one can censor you in any way. Whereas with Rumble, now that they are being involved with pretty big money, now I think that puts a target on their back, for one. And two, it means that down the line, guess what? Someone can buy them out, and that someone could be someone who's connected to YouTube or connected to one of the parent companies. And that, to me, kind of puts a company like Rumble in a position where they really kind of need to prove themselves. And at this point, I just don't think... You know, I, I just don't think that it's it's really offering enough for for anyone, really, uh, for that matter. But anyway, that's what Rumble is. Hopefully, I've answered your question there. And anyone else who's been wondering, you know, what is this whole Rumble thing? That's what it is. So I, I do upload there now uh, because of the way in which I've I've created my schedule to allow myself time in the morning to record and upload. Um, and obviously, like, you know, ha having upload speeds being a lot faster than when I maybe first started uploading over there, uh, you know, helps with me uploading on multiple platforms. But yeah, it, it's one where I, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be uploading there, too, because there really is no need for it. Um, again, I, I still even after up starting to upload there, it looks like anyone that did follow me over there has, you know, given up on the platform and has moved on to either Odyssey or, or Minds.com or one of those alternatives, which I think, again, are just much better alternatives. Uh, Minds is a very underrated platform, by the way. The one issue it has is its messaging system, which is a it's a it's a, an encrypted messaging system. And so therefore, obviously, you know, that's a good thing. But to get access to your messages is this whole ordeal, and it's 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 kind of a pain in the neck in order to access anything. Because um, someone was trying to reach out to me over there, and I still have not been able to uh, connect with them in in any way. Uh, so obviously, that is something um, where, again, other than that, though, it's a it's a pretty cool platform over there. Just in general, they're also crypto based, also decentralized, which which is why I, I like it as far as uh, an alternative uh, social media network. You know, obviously, a lot of people are looking forward to uh, Trump's Truth Network, which, again, I'll check out because, obviously, it's going to be huge, right? It's going to be huge. It's going to have a lot of attention to it. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, Minds is the one that I feel makes the most sense to me, at least. All right. Let's go ahead and see who else is in the chat. We got Matthew Highland in the chat. Hail to you. Good, sir. Thank you for being here today. We got Forever Sci-Fi. Hail to you. Thanks for being a member on the channel. Cosmo James in the chat. What's going on? Emblazon64. Hail to you. Thank you for tagging. Appreciate it. Definitely helps me be able to uh, pick out of the various comments. We got Alice McCarthy in the chat. The king of terrible movie review or movie opinion takes. Alex McCarthy says, Howdy, Odin. How's it going? How's Baby Thor? I prefer Bumble over Rumble because Bumble Bumble's bounce. Interesting there. You know, for a second, you had me a little worried there because I know that you're a family man. 
And so I thought that at first you were talking about Bumble, like the, the dating app. And I was like, what do you, why would you be talking about that? And then I'm like, oh, you mean like uh, the thing for children? Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> as far as that goes, uh, Baby Thor is doing just, uh, just fine. Uh, he's, he's sleeping right now. You can see his little, <laughs> his little legs. He's passed out. Uh, so he's doing, he's doing just fine. Uh, the, the wife had to go to the groceries, so I'm just keeping an eye out because uh, typically she's, she's up there watching uh, TV so can keep, can keep an ear out. Um, but until she gets back, I'm going to just keep an eye out. I mean, he's been sleeping through the night for, you know, actually for probably the better part of a year at this point. It's crazy to think that he's, he's almost 14 months uh, it's just insane to think that that amount of time has actually passed by, but yeah, he's been sleeping through the night for a long time. We've been incredibly, incredibly blessed. And that's why when, when people, uh, typically with, with newborns or with young kids talk to us, we kind of almost feel bad, uh, because, you know, we always hear the horror stories about how uh, so many kids just don't sleep through the night. And we're just like, Ooh, baby Thor, he's been a great little sleeper and, and he's, he's, he's slept through, uh, most nights, no problem at all. So uh, we've been blessed with that, though. Uh, Coliseum Builders, what's going on? Hail to you. Ave. I don't know if I deserve an Ave, but I do appreciate it. Orange Hat Reviews, what's going on? Good sir. Thanks for being here. Innovators, Setsuna, what is going on? We got ZK Man in the chat. Hail to you. Jason Ebenstein, what's going on? Jason Ebenstein? Or is it Ebenstein? One always wonders. Is it Stein or Stein? Frankenstein or Frankenstein? Oben, uh, Ebenstein or Ebenstein? I wonder. Just Joe 47, what's going on? Good sir. Says, did you get to see last week's AW Dynamite with the ridiculous ending of Cody Rhodes going through the flaming table? Cody is so desperate to get uh, cheered by the crowd again. Yeah, I finally caught up on last week's um, Dynamite and, and also, uh, oh my goodness. I don't know why I'm blanking out on their new on their newer show, Rampage, uh, Dynamite and Rampage. And yeah, I, I definitely agree that it's it's definitely a desperation move because the dude had legit burns on him. Like it was just like, wow, like seriously, legit burns. Um, not to mention it was so you're, you're totally right that it was very much a desperation move because nothing about that entire move made any sense. Because he bore the brunt of it, and you know it just didn't make any it just didn't make any sense. Uh, that being said, I do think that it was you know it worked. Let's be honest, it worked because when those flames happened, guess what? The crowd who was booing him, who was not wanting him to win, they turned on they turned on that very quickly because they were like, oh, this is really awesome. So um he guess what it ended up working for him at least for that temporary time uh, i don't think it's gonna work for him very much in the long term but at least for the short term it worked uh how 3000 what's going on hail to you woof woof arc arc what's going on luca illick what's going on thank you for being in the chat thank you for being a friend and also thank you for being a member on the channel as well hail to you we got andrew hayes in the chat hail to you Says, hello, hello, saw Ghostbusters in the theaters over the weekend, finally. Well, hopefully you enjoyed it as much as I and many others on the channel who have seen it uh, enjoyed it. It was, uh, it's a fun film. You know, it's fun. It doesn't try to do too much. And in the end, I feel like that's what most of us really want. Um, I just started watching this new series, and it's called Voir. 
called Voir. It is on the evil network known as Netflix, but um, it actually is pretty interesting. They are basically, it's a little mini documentary series, and it's basically visual uh, essays. I know some people are are fans of those types of things. I've never really been into them uh, much myself, but it's all about movies. And so it's it's video it's video essays about films, and the most recent one I saw was by far the best. Um, so far, like there's only been one that I've liked, and then there's been this one that I've loved. And there, I think there's six total episodes. There's one episode left, and the others are just not that interesting. The first one is is cringe at times, uh, and the last one doesn't seem like it has a lot of potential. But the the one that I just watched, it was about it was film versus television. And it was just so well written, it was so well done, and it just goes through uh, the history of film and television. It goes through what film did in order to compete against television. And basically, it was interesting because I never thought about it before in this way, but essentially, when you think about the battle between film and television, really there were two stages. There was the initial battle that occurred when television first came on the air. And what film did was it innovated with things like 70 millimeter, with things like 3D, with, with you know, Panavision, with Technicolor, right? With all of these different things. And it ended up working really well, ended up, you know, still dominating. And really, there were these amazing, uh, you know, there were these two camps, basically, where it's like, hey, television had its place and, and took care of, of the shows and stories that it was going to tell, whereas the movies dealt with something else. And then the turning point for everything was HBO. And uh, again, it was one of those things where it's like, I remember this as a part of like the overall trajectory and history, but it was just refreshing to hear it again. Um, and so basically with HBO, right, that first real big show from HBO being The Sopranos, and when HBO got more attention and and this new way of telling stories got a lot more attention and views, it allowed other networks to do the same thing. And basically it shows that, you know, in the first battle, film was able to essentially win out where, where more people were more likely to go, you know, see, see movies and go see film and still be able to have time for television. But really in the end, right, movies were seen as being the superior format. And then once that happened, guess what? The, the, you know, the studios and the theaters tried once again, doing basically the same thing they did the first time, you know, throwing 3d, throwing new technologies out, and then this time around, obviously, this is much more of a recent development, but really we can kind of see it over the last, you know, 10, 15 years, maybe where, you know, movies have lost this round, where the theater has lost this round. And it kind of leaves uh, the, the video essay leaves with this very interesting thought about, you know, maybe what we need to do is just to rethink this this overall you know battle and and how, you know, both really just have have their place because both of them can tell stories. And it does a good job mentioning a really cool comparison. It says if you think about the the queen right so the film the queen and then you think about the show the crown it's a really great uh, showing and it's a really great dichotomy of the different ways to tell stories and how on the one hand with something like the queen you have about a 90 minute or so story where you get you know all these key pieces of information you're taken on a journey you're brought into a world and then you are also brought to a conclusion whereas with a show you know, and the way it basically says it is that you have a uh, higher upfront cost for a movie, right? Because you're paying for the ticket, for you know concessions, things like that, and you end up getting a really great you know emotional payoff. It's a, if it's a really good film, for instance, and then where television comes in, it's you get a very uh, it's a very low cost upfront, very uh, low upfront cost, but 
over time you invest into it and the characters build and stories but it was really well done it was just incredibly uh put together and uh it again made me be like oh man this is just this is the kind of stuff i like i like uh i like videos and 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 I like shows that go into the history of, of film and television, and so uh, I would I just I would just recommend that one episode, uh, even if you have to sail the high seas to to access it. Uh, again, it's a, it's a show called Voir V O I R. Uh, again, it is on the evil company known as Netflix, um, uh, and it was the episode on film versus television. Would definitely definitely recommend it though. It was uh, pretty it was pretty great. It was pretty. I was pretty solid. All right, let me head over now to uh, Odyssey. Hail to my Odyssey fam. See, Vincent Womack to say a hearty hail to just another red shirt and Keck 44. Vincent Womack crossing the streams there saying hello to YouTube's just another red shirt and Keck 44. That hello was from Vincent Womack over on Odyssey. He also then says, just found out that YouTube unsubbed me from your channel. Maybe let people know to check that. Yeah, this is definitely something that has happened, you know, countless times across <laughs> across the, the few years now that I've, that I've been doing YouTube. And it's just, it just never makes any sense to me at all. You know, how such a giant corporation as, as, as Google, when it was developing when it was developing YouTube and continuing to develop YouTube just can't get people. It can't have the one thing you would think it should have down pat at this point to have subscriptions work, to have notifications work. And yet these are the things that they struggle with the most. It's, it's pretty insane when you think about it. Uh, the R says, I keep trying to use rumble, but the interface doesn't keep my attention. I prefer gab. Yeah. And, and gab, I I've not really used gab TV cause I know that they also have a video platform there as well. And I, again, I, I support what Gab's doing by building their own servers by again, being very much an independent company in that way. But yeah, I've, I've always had issues with gab because, because of the fact they're on their own servers and they're doing everything themselves, everything loads just that much slower. And even though obviously it's, you know, that first world problem mentality where it's like, okay, you know, really can't wait those extra few seconds. It is, I think, still uh, nonetheless uh, something where especially in the morning when I'm trying to upload uh, content and share content as well. Sometimes when I'm up against the clock, right, if I'm recording a video and the process took a little bit longer, the video took a little bit longer and I'm trying to share things out you know, Gab's the one that I'm always waiting on. It's always the one that's like, oh my goodness, it's taking forever just to load the page. So um, it is something that uh, obviously is, um, you know, it is, I think, good in certain respects because of the fact that it is very much independent and no one can really take them down at this point. But uh, at the same time as well, it is, uh, I will say I prefer Gab over Rumble. For sure, um, yeah, and Odyssey, as I said, you know, I'm 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 very much shilling for Odyssey here, but I do again, I like their platform, and I, I just think that there are so many positive things. The issue that I have with Odyssey, though, because I do have some issues with Odyssey, is that their mobile app needs so much work. The fact that their library Android app, their outdated now library Android app, has just more functionality and more features than anything else. Uh, is is kind of insane. By the way, I don't know if if anything blacked out anybody, but my computer just freaked out. So um, I have no idea what that was. Hopefully, I am still live, but um, uh, I, I honestly I, I have no idea at this point. 
Okay, uh, things seem to still be going over here, but yeah, everything just like blacked out on on my computer, and now <laughs> it's I don't know what just happened. That was very weird. Have no idea what in the world happened there. Uh, the screen went green. Okay, it flashed. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, great. Great, great, great. Glad to hear. That's why I always have the live chat up, too, just in case. Uh, yeah, I have no idea what that was, but apparently I went green for a second. So, uh, sorry for that. It'll be interesting to see what that looks like on the uh, on the playback uh, after the fact. But anyway, uh, Odyssey, again... I don't know. I know that there's sometimes there's people who work for Odyssey that are kind of like hanging out in the background a little bit sometimes with the people who live stream on their platform. But seriously, Odyssey, you need to work on your mobile apps. You need to work on the mobile apps because, again, an outdated Android app having more features than a confirmed iOS app and a still not released Odyssey Android app uh, is just sad at this point. We should be able to download content as easily as you can on the library app. We should be able to speed up video on the iOS app. That alone, it's like you can't even control the speed on the iOS app. And and again, it, it works, you know, for what it is, it works well. But again, Odyssey, I love you. I want to help you. But you got to help me help you. Uh, Vincent Womack also commented saying, if Rust became a topic today, here's a video from John Schneider demonstrating that gun. Yes, thank you, Vincent Womack. Yeah, I, I heard about that video. I was listening to Tim Pool earlier, and uh, they mentioned that video. And yeah, apparently in that video, he like he actually like takes apart the gun, and he shows you the exact mechanisms and why, uh, essentially, why uh, everything going on with the story of Alec Baldwin does not make any sense. And man, oh man, that dude is going to be in some major uh, legal trouble, to say the very least. He was an idiot to go on and and to give an interview where he essentially just incriminated himself on almost every level. It's kind of uh it's kind of crazy. Uh Keck 44 over on uh over on Odyssey now. Keck 44 on both streams today. Uh oh man, he just posted. That's great. Oh my goodness, that makes me so happy. So apparently Odyssey has a a little image that because you know obviously there's like emojis and stuff like that. So there's an image that you can apparently post there where it's the Odyssey logo peeing on the YouTube logo. That is phenomenal. That is fantastic. Uh, so, <laughs> Keck44, thank you for being over on Odyssey. Five, five, let's see, five of five's place. What's going on? Welcome back to the chat. Uh, glad to see you here. I guess that would be a sticker over there. Uh, again, thank you all for letting me know everything. And there's another one of the Odyssey guy taking a bath of sorts. Of sorts. That's interesting. Uh, let me head back now over to YouTube. Let's see. Orange Chat Reviews, hail to you, says, uh, Movie Talk. As a teacher, what are your thoughts on the movie The Faculty? Um, I actually, I, I don't think I've ever seen The Faculty. I can say that I, I have seen the uh, oh, horror sci-fi. You all know I'm not typically a horror fan, so that's probably why it's never really been on my radar. It has been... I, I've heard of it before. I have heard of it before, at the very least. So give me some credit, I guess, for that. Robert Rodriguez film from 1998. Uh, yeah, but I probably haven't seen it because of that very reason. Um, I am not uh, as excited by the very fact that I immediately noticed not just um, that you have someone <laughs> Josh Hartnett's fine but then I'm like wait a minute is that Usher oh sure enough that's Usher I don't know how I feel about that 
I don't know how I feel about that. Um, but no, I've never seen it, so I really can't speak to that film specifically. But there is a film called Election with Matthew Broderick, and I hate that film. I don't find that film funny at all. And the the relationship and, and just, the again, everything between Matthew Broderick's character as a teacher and uh, Reese Witherspoon's character as a, as a student, I was just like, no, no, no. Can't stand it. So, haven't seen The Faculty, but I have seen Election, and uh, I, I hate Election. Cannot, cannot stand that movie. Uh, let's see, Dan Blackroyd, what's going on, bro? What is going on? Uh, Rosie G12, who's a member, says, Anyone here watch Travels with My Father on Netflix? My wife does, uh, and she loved it. And then I got to see, actually, the, uh, the special, the stand-up special that he did, and it was pretty funny. Uh, his dad is awesome. Let, uh, let me just put it that way. His dad is is hilarious. Let's see. Legit 36. Hail to you. He says, have you seen The Prestige? I saw it yesterday and liked it. The twist ending was amazing. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, well, Legit 36, thanks for the question. Yeah, I love that movie. I think it's one of the more underrated films from Christopher Nolan. And, and to be honest, it might be my favorite of his. I know kind of the go-to answer for a lot of people would be The Dark Knight. And as much as I enjoy The Dark Knight... I enjoy The Prestige just a little bit more because it's a film that I feel like you can go back to several times and always discover something a little bit different. Not to mention, you have uh, David Bowie. And, and, and any film that has David Bowie in it, I feel like just already the level of the film itself is elevated uh, because of that, especially the fact that he plays Tesla. The fact that he plays Tesla is just it's just phenomenal. So I would definitely yeah recommend I would definitely recommend the Prestige to anyone. It is definitely uh, again one of my favorites, if not my favorite, of the Christopher Nolan films, and I think arguably one of his best films. To be honest, it deserves a lot more love. Let's see, Robert Frey, what's going on? Hail to you! Thanks for being here. Uh, Andrew Hayes says, I think we probably just need our own version of the dark web. Um, I don't know if that's the, that's the thing you want to bring up as, as like a, as a positive. That's not where I would go with this. Um, but no, I think that when it comes to things like Gab, for instance, which built their own servers, that I think is, is a good direction. Or when it comes to places like Minds or Odyssey, where they're built based off of blockchain technology, what that means is that it's decentralized, which means, let's say, that one of the servers goes down. Well, guess what? Because of blockchain technology, everything um, is still up because everything is shared between a, a giant network of servers, a giant network of people willing to share uh, server space and things like that. That, I think, is where the future of, of social media technology is, video sharing platforms as well. Because, again, it, it is just it's a way to remain decentralized, to not be susceptible to shutdown and also it makes them less susceptible to being corrupted as well which i think is again a big worry a lot of people have for rumble now being uh you know now going public and now being influenced by by big money and i think that that is definitely something to to be concerned about uh let's see laura says yeah my daughter was an angel as a baby and then she turned two. Oh yeah no trust me uh he uh baby thor is definitely uh he's definitely a toddler he is definitely fulfilling the toddler narrative no question about it um but when he sleeps he sleeps he seems to be taking after me in that way 
Uh, let's see. Slice of Neon says, I'm uh, still waiting for Free Guy pitch meeting. I, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I don't think that's ever going to happen. That film's been out so long. Um, I, I don't think that he would be covering it because it's not really it's not really new. It's not really new or sexy. Uh, Chris Go, what's going on, bruh? He says, I saw the new Macbeth with Denzel Washington. Amazing cinematography, effects, set designs, and directions, but I was lost due to my, my, my unfamiliarity with the play. Well, yeah, I mean, if it's going to stay true to the, the classic uh, you know, Shakespearean language, it's going to be confusing. Ooh, but uh, Denzel, if, if, if there's an actor who could probably do the part uh, pretty well, uh, Denzel is a great actor. So I would be intrigued to see that. Where did you see that also? Where is that version of the story being told? Let's see the new number two. Hail to you, good sir. Says, just stopping to say hello. Going to be listening while putting up Christmas decorations. Well, Merry Christmas to you. And hopefully uh, you are uh, in in the holiday spirit. And uh, blessed Advent, of course. Just Joe 47 says, it's still real to me. Yes. One of the best videos of all time. If you don't know that video, even if you're not a wrestling fan, I think you would find it incredibly entertaining uh, or at least incredibly uh, funny. And basically, there's a guy who's in a crowd and, and he's at a wrestling show. He's got a microphone. And and basically, the, the, the key line, he says, it's still real to me. Dang it. Oh, and it's so great. So, so great. Lego Lover 117. Welcome. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Glad that you were able to catch a stream. Good, sir. Uh, don't ever forget, uh, Tuesdays and Saturdays, 7 p.m. Eastern time, every time, most of the time, <laughs> unless there's family in town. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi, who else ordered up a drinker plushie? Maybe we'll get an Odin one. Yeah, I don't know where, you know, everyone's making plushies now. It's like this new thing. Um, I think that there will be an attempt uh, of the Friday Night Tights crew to do plushies at some point, And I think that could be awesome. So um, if a plushie does actually happen, I do think that it will be through Friday Night Tights. Because I, I definitely don't have the knowledge or wherewithal to be able to to handle that kind of stuff. Speaking of Friday Night Tights, by the way, I do want to give a shout out to Jay Has Tech. So Jay has tech. He has a YouTube channel. He's trying to start some stuff up. But Jay has tech. He is someone who made these uh, or got these commemorative coins uh, for the Friday Night Tights meetup that I was not able to go to. But uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. It's a it's a I think I believe it's a silver dollar and it has on it the Fellowship of the Ring 20th anniversary. So it literally is a picture of Frodo with the ring about to fall on his finger, and then on the back it says FNT Friday Night Tights Hail. And it then says OMB reviews slash Odin six of eight. So again, shout out to Jay has tech for that. It did come in. If you uh, have been watching or listening to these, uh, I appreciate the coin. Thank you very much for that. And also a shout out to, cause I, I went to the PO box, finally went to the PO box. By the way, I think Evan S was asking me to go to the PO box. Uh, there was nothing from Evan S. So Evan S., if you're listening to this now, if you're in the chat, or li- if you're listening to this later after the fact, um, whatever you sent did not get to me. So uh, shout out, by the way, I, I already uh, thanked her uh, personally, but a huge shout out to Laura, the modern major general of the channel, uh, as she sent both me and my wife C's candy, um, or I think it's like what C's chocolate, and it's filled with like caramel, and yes, I said caramel just to trigger some people. Um, but it's also filled with things that my wife loves and uh, like things like peanut butter and uh, 
key lime pie and stuff. So my wife is very, very excited for that. And I think we're going to try and, and have some of that after the stream. Uh, so again, Laura, shout out to you. Thank you for the chocolate. Uh, but I also want to shout out. So, uh, Jason Williams, uh, he has sent me stuff in the past, including an entire gummy pizza. And he has continued this going now where now he has sent me a giant gummy pizza slice. Um, again, I don't even, I don't even eat gummy candies. I still have the gummy pizza he sent uh, over here on the shelf, but I just think it's the funniest thing. It's just so great. I was like, I got it in the, I, just got, I went to PO box and I'm like, oh, I don't know what this is. And I open it up and it's just, it's just fantastic. It's just great. And then also he pointed something out, which I can now confirm because on the back, it actually says specifically um, that the yellow, uh, the yellow stuff on there, not pineapple. It is not pineapple for those that, that would say it's actually lemon. It's actually lemon, and he wanted to make sure that I knew that, and uh, he, again, he knows what's up. He is on the right side of history here because he has this to say. The yellow toppings on this pizza, I'm most surely positive, represent yellow onions. So it got that wrong, but it represents yellow onions even though the taste, the flavor is um, is lemon. But I would agree with him and his assessment that it's yellow onions and not pineapple because pineapple, and I quote, would be inappropriate, you know. So, uh, shout out to you, good sir, Jason Williams, <laughs> for one, being on the right side of the history of the pineapple on pizza debate, but also, again, very much appreciative of you sending uh, that to me. I really do appreciate it. Uh, let's see, Left Cross, what's going on? Welcome back to the chat. Glad to have you here. Chat was about to jump on me, so let me try and catch up here, and then I'll jump back over to my Odyssey fam. Uh, Paul Casilia, what is going on? Thank you for being in the chat. Uh, Laura tagged and said, did you see the picture of Captain Karen of the Galactic Cringe Cruiser? Um, no. There's a new picture going around. Uh, if it was on, if it was on Twitter, I typically am, am not as active on it during the day. And then when, when I get home, it's, I don't have a lot of time because it's, I get home, I have to take care of a couple of things, uh, like, you know, to take care of some dishes and stuff before going to get baby Thor and then go to baby Thor, feed the dogs, that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, I typically am not on social media a whole lot during, during the day. Um, unless I have like, you know, off periods and nothing to do, but today I had a lot of stuff to do. So I, I wasn't able to take advantage of that. But, um, anyway, Luca, who is a member, says, unfortunately, it is too late for me. Some six hours time zone difference. Oh, no, I'm sorry to hear that, man. However, I wanted to at least stop by for a couple of minutes and wish you a blessed rest of the, se- uh, blessed rest of the second week of Advent. Well, hey, thank you very much for that blessed second week of Advent for you and also uh, blessed feast of St. Ambrose to you. The man who helped convert St. Augustine and uh, baptized him. Thank you, Luca. I appreciate that. Uh, and Blazin, time to say, what do you make of the Riddick trilogy of movies? Um, so I've seen the Chronicles of Riddick, and it was okay. And I've also seen the first films. I actually saw Chronicles first. Did not know that there was a, a film prior to it. And so I, I watched that film. And, oh, man, the, the name. Let me go ahead and try and get this up real quick. All right. <laughs> Pitch Black. That's what I thought. So I was able to watch Pitch Black because, um, as, as many of you know, I um, 
get sent films from MVD Visual, and with that partnership, I get a lot of Arrow Video releases as well. So I actually got it was I believe uh, one of their you know earlier 4K releases of Pitch Black. And so because of that, it was the first time that I'd ever seen Pitch Black. And I actually like Pitch Black. I think Pitch Black was actually uh, a really well-made film and uh, was very interesting conceptually. I I was just not that much of a fan of the Chronicles of Riddick, though. So I like Pitch Black, but I was not a fan of Chronicles. And so I didn't watch the third one because I didn't like the second one. If that makes sense. Uh, let's see. Laura says, it seems like movies have completely given up marketing. I just found out there is a new version of Macbeth with Denzel Washington. Yeah, seriously. Like, that's just it, it, that's just insane, right? Because, you know, Denzel's still a pretty big name. And Macbeth is Shakespeare. You would think that that's the kind of thing, even though, you know, Macbeth's been done a thousand different times. Um, you would think that that's the kind of thing that you would still know about. And that was the other interesting... I'm glad that you brought that up, Laura, too, because I can't tell you how many people in my box office videos for Encanto were telling me I have never heard of this movie. Like, had never heard of it until I was talking about it. And, I mean, I remember seeing trailers for it. I remember seeing promotions for it. So I know they did marketing for it. But, yeah, I don't know what's going on with, with some of the marketing. Because, obviously, you look to a film and, and a, you know, you look to a film and production like Spider-Man, No Way Home, and that marketing is wall-to-wall over the place. And then you look at it in Kanto and you're like, okay, I know it's there, but, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, let's see. Laura says, I don't even try to use the app. I just have the website bookmarked. Yeah, if you mean on iOS, I mean, I think that the iOS app is okay, but it, it's limited in its features. It's limited in its function, functionality, which which is just not good. Uh, for Android, obviously, they don't they don't have it. You can do a web app, but the web app is is even more limited than the uh, the iOS app is. But at least they have the library one. And for those that don't know, Odyssey is based off of the library platform. So think about like library being kind of like the foundation. And then Odyssey is like the nice paint that's covering it. So it's using it, its infrastructure and stuff. Um, and um, and so I think Odyssey just looks so much better, though, uh, on on computer, obviously. But they just need to find a way to transition that properly to the mobile app. Because if they can just tweak those couple of things allow for downloads, allow for playlist on mobile as well, um, and then uh, also allow for speed control. If they can get those three things, then, again, I'll, I, I will have very little need to use YouTube uh, for watching videos because most of the channels that I watch uh, are getting backed up over on Odyssey, which, I, again, I would much prefer. Let's see. Gmonkey76 says, as long as you don't go plaid, we'll be okay. Sp- oh, 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 trust me. Yeah, it's Gmonkey. Uh, one of the few times that I don't need, uh, that I did not need context. I got that immediately. He's gone to plaid. Great film. Spaceballs. Spaceballs? Well, there goes the planet. I love that movie. It's so good. <laughs> Let's see, RoseD12 says, Baldwin is an egomaniacal lunatic. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, Tim Poole even himself says, <laughs> after what he had to say in the interview and what we know, um, he is very much convinced that he is he is guilty. And obviously, I will wait for the investigation to be done. But man, oh man, it does not look good for him at all. Snorri Poopa says, all the memes of gun-hating Alec posing with guns in his movie are coming back to haunt him. Oh, big time. And again, so many of the things that he said in that interview are going to come back to haunt him, especially when, I honestly think when, uh, he's put on trial. 
Uh, Paul Casilio says, when do you think we will get back to pre-COVID box office numbers again? Thank you and God bless. Uh, not anytime soon. I think that Spider-Man No Way Home is going to be the biggest film of the year. Again, it's it's got all of the, really all of the qualities that it needs to be able to, to, to really, you know, to reach that expectation that a lot of people, myself included, have for the film, it's gonna it's gonna be the first billion dollar film of the pandemic era. Here's the other here's the issue though. Some people are gonna wrongly assume that that means, oh man, look, the box office is back, baby. But that's just not the case. And the way you can know that is by looking to smaller releases, right? The smaller releases are not getting their their pre COVID numbers. You're also seeing a lot of big budget films not getting close to. Right, Disney, and I mentioned this several times, Disney is set to have massive losses for the year 2021. And obviously going back to the year 2020 as well. So yeah, it's it's just it's not looking good at all for for the theaters. So if I had to guess, um industry experts say within the you know, within a few years, like by 2023, I think is when they said, I would say that is definitely probably the earliest. That we could expect. I, I suspect that it could take a little bit longer though. 70B. What's going on 70B? General of the Valks here in the chat. Let's see. Justin of the Red Shirt says. I can't watch anything on Odyssey. It buffers 50-60% to 60% of the time. Even when my internet isn't slow. Um, if you mean live streams. I haven't watched enough. I haven't watched enough live streams on Odyssey. To really have had that experience. For videos. I never have that problem. I have that problem more with the with the Rumble app, to be honest, than I do with with Odyssey. Uh, my boy Hardwick, he's back. Uh, he says here Spielberg has said his version of West Side is not a remake, but more of a faithful adaptation of the Broadway play. And again, that very well could be the case. I, I just no one was really asking for it, uh, and everything that I'm, I've heard about it, as far as the reaction to it, has been positive. Right? People have been very positive in their reactions to uh, to that. But at the end of the day, I, I don't really I don't really care that much about it. And it, it's not gonna make a lot of mo- it's not gonna like uh, it's not gonna make a lot of money. It's gonna lose probably a lot of money. Uh, Vincent Womack coming over here. Peekaboo, I see you. Uh, Justin on the red shirt talking there too. 70B Auto Rocks over on D Live. What's up, D Live fam? Uh, Coliseum Builder says their woke wankery shows West Side stories clearly being marketed to reviewers and not the public. I wonder if this is a sign that they expect low box office and are just hoping for the Oscars. Oh, I mean, that's uh, let's just be honest here. There is no chance for a re- wrestling reference here. Vincent Man theme song. There is no chance in hell that that film is going to be a box office sensation. There's just no way. Uh, even the early uh, box office predictions and projections for that film are, are, are abysmal. And also, I think I pointed this out the other day, that according to Box Office Pro, the film is only expected to be released in about 2,000 theaters, I want to say. Um, let me see if I can if I can pull this back up just to confirm that. But I remember when I did the Box Office look ahead and the Box Office preview, yeah, uh, 2,800 screens. 2,800 screens. And that is a Disney release that is a Spielberg release so it's not even just in the marketing they clearly do not have faith that that movie is going to be a hit at the box office by the fact that they're only they're only putting it out on 2800 screens so so they are very clear on that and I I, I don't expect anything from that movie as far as uh you know financial 
success is concerned. Soul Assassin, what's going on, bruv? Also, I saw that Cacao was in the chat. Cacao and cookies. What's going on? Uh, let's see. Emblazon says here, which is better, the Prestige or the Illusionist? Or do you think it is like comparing Apples and Oranges? No, 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 no. They are very different films. Now, to be fair, they came out around the same time. And so they often got confused with one another because they were both movies dealing with magicians. Uh, so, like, but that's kind of where their similarities end because when you look at the actual stories, they are very different. You know, different actors and, and different uh, just overall storytelling in general. I like both, actually. I do I actually like The Illusionist as well. Prestige is better, but I, I do think The Illusionist is also a, a pretty good film. Otto Rock says, There's a rumble in the jungle. Well, hail to you. <laughs> Cacao and Cookies Minion. What a great name. Um, all right. Let us see. See, Laura says here, Macbeth is opening here on Christmas, so maybe you can see it during your break. Oh, yeah. And I cannot. Oh, my goodness. So I'm excited for break for a couple of reasons. One, because it's break. But two, because it means that I'll have time to actually go see movies. Uh, because... You know, being, you know, when you're a teacher, when you have a break, you actually have a break. Uh, so my, my wife will get a couple days off, you know, during during that during that time period. But most of the time she'll she'll be at work. And baby Thor will will obviously be a daycare for a lot of the time as well, except for the days, uh, obviously, where, you know, he'll be with us and be with family. But um, I'm, I'm excited because that you know, it's, it's those breaks, right? It's so it's, it's, it's Christmas break. It is, you know, summer vacation. Those are the times where I actually get to, you know, actually dedicate, you know, time to movies. In fact, I could probably start to go see films next week because we have exams and we have essentially half days on exams. And because I'm doing uh, typically what would be a, a, you know, Scantron portion, anyone who remembers test taking with Scantron, you know, now we're, you know, we're in the digital age now. So now, you know, we use different apps. So there's this uh, site called formative, which, does this, this auto grading and it's oh man just makes everything so much easier uh but because of that it means that i i don't have to really worry about falling behind if i want to go see a film right off you know from 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 those exams not to mention that you know uh i may not have two exams on on a given day so yeah uh, i'm very excited to go see um i'm very excited to go see some of these films because there's a lot of films that I've been wanting to see or interested in seeing that have not been able to. Belfast being a key one there. And uh, hopefully it stays around. I will say, the one thing uh, that I can say as far as you know, positive box office uh, news is the hype is very real for Spider-Man. So for one, I, I do have a ticket to go see Spider-Man. Uh, my mindset is most of that money is going to Sony, so I'm okay. Uh, not to say that Sony is a great company, but hey... At least it's not. <laughs> at least when it comes to Spider-Man, it, most of that is is not going to to Disney. But um, the hype is real because uh, the you know the showings are all very much selling very well. Um, none have sold out in my area at least. But the IMAX showing that I wanted to go to was very uh, very full. And I just couldn't justify going in there because none of the seats were good. So I'm going to see it in a regular screen, which, again, fine fine by me. You know, IMAX is great, but regular screen is fine, too. But it was interesting because um, I have not seen this in so in so long. There were show times going to start at 2 a.m. at my local theater. And I remember, I remember days 
when I, when I, even I, when I worked at the theater, when we would have movies with with releases where that would happen. But even during my tenure working in a theater, it was during a time when things were slowing down a bit. And so because of the early showings, because Spider-Man, I don't know if people know this, the, the earliest showing actually is like 3 p.m. Eastern time. Like they're showing starting around like 3 p.m. or so. It's insane. It is insane. So you have showing times like starting as early as 3 p.m. And then you have shows going, you know, to around like 2 a.m. So I again, I hadn't seen that in such a long time. And the reason why that gives me hope is because, one, it means that people are are going to see the film so much that the theater thinks that it's worth, you know, paying for their their workers to be, you know, for some of the workers to be there, uh, you know, 2 a.m. You know, selling popcorn and stuff like that. But also what it gives me hope for is that it means that the earlier show times are coming back because that's been one of the killer things. That's been one of the worst things as a moviegoer during those uh, breaks for me because I rely very heavily on those early showings, especially because of baby Thor having to be picked up in the afternoon and things like that. Because if I can go see a movie starting around like 10 a.m. or so, what that means is that I can, I can see two movies in a day and, and, and see two movies before having to pick baby Thor up. Um, whereas now, like there was a long time because of the pandemic, the earliest showing for any film was like 1 p.m., 2 p.m., 3 p.m. It was insane. So what I'm hoping is that Spider-Man gets enough uh, attention and enough uh, momentum back in some theaters for us to be able to actually, um, you know, get some early showtimes again. That'd be great. Let's see. Harwick says, John Schneider has been covering the Al Baldwin situation on his YouTube channel. He brings a lot of insight physically to demonstrate the pistol. Yep. We, we talked about that already. Uh, let's see. Paul Casilio. Uh, says Denzel did Shakespeare before he was in Kenneth Branagh's version of Much Ado About Nothing. Oh, interesting! And I, I had not seen Kenneth Branagh's version of that. Sounds very interesting, though. Uh, let's see, Laura says, "Oh, yeah, I forgot Denzel was in the Kenneth Branagh version. Interesting. Yeah, I, I've, I've never seen that version. It doesn't surprise me. Denzel is a very talented guy. Very talented guy. Daniel Thorne over on DLA. What's going on, Daniel Thorne? Says when the hairman of when the chairman of the board." Uh, Hans Langseth died in 1927. His beard was 18.6 feet long. How long would it take you to grow that like that? Uh, it would take me a very long time, and there's no way. There's just no way I'd be able to handle it, and there's no way that Freya would ever allow me to have it be that long. Uh, let's see. Laura says, Anna went around LA Comic Con asking people if they liked candy corn. It was really cute. That's awesome. <laughs> Speaking of that, um, shout out to Anna Star Wars Girl because her her... Uh, cosplay of Alita Battle Angel was on point. She literally became Alita Battle Angel, and it makes me very happy to see her being able to uh, show so much love of of that of that character and so much love of of that IP. Uh, because again, I've mentioned this before, I would love to see a continuation of that story. My one caveat is I don't trust Disney, who no doubt would be the primary uh, company behind an Alita sequel, which is the only reason why I don't want an Alita, Alita, Alita sequel at this point in time, because I don't think it'd be done right. Because if Disney has its grubby little hands on it, they're going to destroy it, just like they've destroyed every other IP they've ever had their hands on. Um, but again, uh, that doesn't take away, though, from how on point her Alita cosplay was, and it was awesome. So shout out to her for that. Uh, Marby Dog says, no pineapple sausage with onions or pepperoni with green peppers. Those are my jams. Yeah, I mean, I could do without the onions and green peppers personally. Um, that Again, that's just more of a texture thing for me. But yes, sausage and, and pepperoni, 
Yes, absolutely. Let's see. I.R.A. Darth Aggie says, Captain Cringe looked like Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, Lord. I wish I, wish I knew what was being discussed there. <laughs> Let's see. Forever Sci-Fi says, I was watching Real BBC with Gary. Brought up Space Karen. I thought it was a joke at first. Oh, so it's a real thing. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, 70B. Do you want a copy of the of, of the OG Dune or of the newer Dune? Let me know. Uh, Andrew Hayes says, looking forward to Spider-Man No Way Home. Even if we don't see Toby and Andrew, by the way, have you heard anything about Sherlock Holmes 3 with Robert Downey Jr.? Nothing about Sherlock Holmes 3. Um, I didn't think it was going to happen, but hey, uh, maybe it will because Robert Downey Jr. kind of tried to leave that behind and, and make different films and <laughs> it didn't work out very well. Right, he made uh, Do Little, which did very little at the box office. Um, I know that's kind of like low hanging fruit there, but hey, when you're in a film called Do Little, um, I, I think that you know I would not be surprised if he came back to that project and if if that happened because it's probably it would probably be pretty easy money. I think that he would be able to in that role bring uh, a lot of people in, especially if they get a good supporting cast and get someone really well cast to play a villain in that. And, you know, I think the villains casting is going to be more impactful than anything else. Um, But yeah, I think no way home has, has some potential. The one thing I'm excited about, and I guess this isn't really a spoiler because it's, it's in the trailer and there's, there's now been promotional videos featuring him. Um, but it, it is with one of the villains. Uh, and again, it, it's one that there was some speculation on. I think Friday Night Tights, we even had some disagreement on. And I I was correct, by the way. Um, but uh, if anyone just doesn't want to know anything about it, uh, I'll talk about it for like the next few seconds. Uh, so again, three, two, one. I'm just excited for the fact that Willem Dafoe is back. That's it. That's it. Uh, if you listen to the OMB podcast that I do with John Flickinger, I, I, I said in the last episode, all I want, all I need in life is just even a video, let alone a movie, of Willem Dafoe singing the entirety of the Itsy Bitsy Spider. That's all I want. That's all I want in life. If, if I found out that the first 10 minutes of No Way Home was Willem Dafoe singing the Itsy Bitsy Spider as Green Goblin, I would literally uh, leave early and and tell my wife, you have to go pick up baby Thor today and go see like the first 3 p.m. showing of Spider-Man No Way Home. And I'd go see it 5,000 times just for that. <laughs> now, obviously, I'm kidding. But I mean, you're telling me you wouldn't want to hear the itsy bitsy. Oh, I love Will. He's so great. Anyway. All right. Uh, Harwick says the new Macbeth with Denzel is directed by one of the Coen brothers. Best movie performance of Macbeth is Orson Welles, in his opinion. I feel like he would be a great one. Justin on the Red Shirt says, until Odyssey offers lower res streams, I won't be able to use it. The buffering makes everything unwatchable. Well, maybe you need to get better internet. Hmm. But yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree. Again, it is, it's, it's definitely not a perfect platform, right? It's definitely not. By the way, 17 people are watching over on Odyssey. Where, where in the world did you all come from? Uh, hail to you. I will be with y'all in a second. Thank you very much for being over there. Uh, the YouTube chat, though, uh, there's 55 people over here, and I, I don't want the chat to fall behind. One of the many issues with YouTube and with Restream, hopefully they get the same feature that uh, recently 
you had StreamYard Git, which was they basically had a more server space to be able to save more of the chat so that way you don't have to worry about things falling behind. Um, but anyway, uh, I do agree with that at the very least with, with resolution. Uh, let's see, Rosie G12. Baldwin would not hold up well in the pokey. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. No, he would not. Uh, I have an Odyssey. Could do with a few followers. I like it as a backup, says Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington. Well, thank you very much for using that platform. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Sergeant Neons, I prefer Viva Viva Frey to pool, but they came similar. They came to a similar similar conclusion. Oh yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I think I think that those uh, I think that Viva Lafrey and Viva Barnes, I think those are both great uh, people. And obviously, as you know, lawyers, they would have a lot better insight on it. Um, but I, I I know that not everyone likes Tim Pool, and I get it. But I just love the conversations that they have. I, I think I like just the style of the show that they have. And um, it, it's similar to when the Rittenhouse trial was going on. I, I was loving those Rakita streams because I just love the format of, of those shows. Let's see. Visit Womack <laughs> once again playing playing some peekaboo over here. Uh, let's see. Laura says, the only movie I'm looking forward to in December is The Kingsman. To be honest, I am too. I did not think I'd be excited for it, but the trailers have done a very good job. Uh, Kingsman 1 was fine. Uh, it was fun until the end. The end I hated uh, like the very, very end I hated, uh, Kingsman two sucked. And then the King's man, I was like, Oh gosh, they're, they're just milking this now, but it, it looks like a different enough movie, uh, where I think that it, it has some potential. I've heard dental work to watching musicals. West side story is a hard no for me. Dang Marby dog. That's, that's rough. I mean, you're talking to someone that did musical theater and still enjoys it. That, that hurts my soul to hear that. We all know you like pizza. What are your thoughts on lasagna? Lasagna is all right. I mean, I, I I wouldn't go out of my way to get it, but if it's served in the cafeteria, you know what? Why not? See, Daniel Thorne, there is a pepperoni recall going on. Uh, testing found some con, uh, contained listeria you're going to have to do without your favorite pizza ingredient. Well, Daniel Thorne, uh, that just makes me all kinds of sad, and I hope, I hope that it uh, doesn't affect me. But luckily, uh, I guess it's lucky that I'm we're in the Advent season because... One of the things that I'm doing is uh, I'm going meatless Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um, so uh, for Friday night tights, I'm doing uh, cheese pizza. Anyway, Gary Banjo Sandwich put West Side Story in a box on a back shelf. <laughs> Definitely seems that way. Uh, let's see. Judge of the Red Shirt, who's a member, says, I wonder if Odyssey has some sort of performance overhead with live streams that it doesn't with videos. Yeah, I don't quite understand why it doesn't have the ability to to do that. Um, but I do think that they don't offer necessarily the most um, or the highest uh, streaming quality necessarily either. I think it, I think you just need better internet, man. I mean, not every platform can offer 240p video. I'm kidding. I love you. Uh, cacao. <laughs> Yes, I am the cat's minion. Ah, I see. Uh, Reaper0878. Welcome to the chat, good sir. Lando Calrissian. What's going on, Lando? Appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Harwick. Uh, tag to say, it was announced last month that Scarlett Johansson is producing an unknown new MCU project. Was uh, And another Disney project. She and Disney are already back in good terms. Uh, you said it was announced last month. I wonder if that's still going on or if that was just silliness. And I I really have no interest in anything that she has to do with with Marvel. Uh, let's see. Rob D says, hey, Odin, I actually just found yesterday I'm going to see Spider-Man. My sister bought me a ticket. Well, that's very nice of her to do that. That's awesome. 
Laura says, I hope you get to see Belfast in theaters because the cinematographer made the small working class city look beautiful. Ooh, okay. Yeah, you know me. Uh, cinematography is one of the things that I live for in films. So to hear anyone ever say positive things saying, look and pay attention to the cinematography, I will be very happy. Forever Sci-Fi, IMAX is nice, but I prefer the recliner seats where I have room to stretch. That's the thing, though, is that there are some IMAX screens that have the premium seating uh, that do that. And I agree. I totally agree. Um, I I think the best experience I've had in a theater has definitely been with uh, Dolby Atmos. Dolby Atmos theaters are fa- are fantastic. The sound is fantastic. The visuals are, are phenomenal as well. And also they have really great reclining seats. The issue is I don't have one near me. I don't have a Dolby Atmos theater near me. And it breaks my heart because uh, uh, the theater that I, that I used to work at, they, um, they, they have one. And they uh, I just miss that theater. It was a 20-screen theater. It always had every independent film, and it was great. By the way, if you're watching Odyssey, light up that fire button, please. Um, let me head back over there now and see what the conversation is uh, for people to tag me. Let's see. Fire of the Fives Place says, The faculty is actually pretty decent. It's a horror, but it actually has a story with an okay ending. Femke Jensen is in it with Elijah Wood. Interesting. Yeah, for me, if it's more thriller than horror, I'm more likely to watch it. Uh, I love Cabbage says, I'm watching on Odyssey Roku app TV better than smartphone. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, I guess I, yeah, I never knew that it had a, a Roku app, to be honest. I have an NVIDIA Shield, so I don't think it has a, a, a Google app. Um, if it doesn't have a, a Google <laughs> a smartphone app, I doubt it has a Google TV app. But I might have to check that because I do have an older uh, Roku. I might have to check that out, though, to see um, what the experience is like. Uh, the R, thank you for the $5 hyper chats over on Odyssey. Thank you for that hyper chat. He says, pizza funds headed your way. Well, thank you, dude. I appreciate it. Yeah, the really cool thing about Odyssey, too, is that with the donations there, it takes like a day just to process, and then it, you, you get it. You get access to it. Where with YouTube, you have to wait until like the next month. So uh, the, literally, pizza funds are on the way, and, and they will be deposited like in the next couple days so thank you the r i appreciate that let's see mark five six two five two six two one over on odyssey says hello from this crazy world of odyssey hollywood will have to start making good films again to restore the box office i i totally agree i totally agree for sure and and obviously they haven't been doing it right they have not been uh delivering they have not been putting out good films. And even though a Spider-Man in a No Way Home is going to be able to, to capture, you know, probably a billion dollars. So what if the rest of the films are failures? If the rest of the big budget films are losing money from major studios like Disney, right? They, they ha- and again, as you said, they have to start actually putting out stories that people want to see. And that's where Sony has actually been on a, a very good track during this pandemic time. They have more often than not, there's been exceptions, but more often than not been putting out stories that people actually want to go see, which is why they have actually made some pretty decent money this year, whereas Disney has lost countless millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, the R says, Odin gets a break. OMB report, yes. Yes, that's the other thing that I can do when I have, have <laughs> when I have the break is I'm actually able to also do OMB report. So OMB report live will be coming back during the break as well. All right. Let's see. TZ Canadian beer hail to you over on Odyssey. Uh, Visit Womack Tata say, do you know if Anna was wearing a wig or had it cut? Her Lita looks, 
her Alita look suits her. Uh, I don't, uh, but I don't like her anymore. I am leaning to sculpt when she shows. What? Oh, oh. Okay, I'm not gonna read the rest of that, Vincent Womack. Um, no, bad Vincent Womack. Bad, bad Vincent Womack. I'm not gonna read the rest of that. Um. Anyway, that's that's that was what. Anyway, um, bad. Anyway, uh, so the first part, it looked like she had it cut. It didn't look like a wig to me, but I'm no expert on that. Uh, Five of Five's play says Odin commanded the people abided. Yes, seriously. Uh, it's two a.m. here. Visit Womack. Yeah, well, I'm yeah, I'm not. I'm still not gonna. How dare you, Vince? How dare you? All right, let me head back over now to uh, YouTube and D Live. Let's see here. Daniel Thorne uh, over on D Live says the Oral Estate has approved a feminist retelling of 1984, telling the perspective of Winston Smith's lover Julia. Will you see it? I don't know what part of that was supposed to be. The selling point. What what about that was supposed to make me interested in it? Because nothing about what you just said has any interest to me whatsoever. Uh, forever sci-fi. Odin is an elitist confirmed. <laughs> I see your clever play on words there, good sir. Uh, Alex McCarthy. Here it is. I guess I said he's he's the king of of terrible movie takes. He says, I liked Doolittle. To be fair, to be fair, I have not seen it, so I cannot say whether the film is good or not. But what I can say, covering the box office of the movie, was that it was a financial failure. And it just, the the visual effects did not look good at all. Uh, Keely Chow, what's going on, Keely? Welcome back. Welcome back to Jurassic Park. Do, 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 do. Brian Barth, what are your thoughts on Super Mario Brothers 1993? I actually love that movie. It's a terrible film. It's a terrible film. Terrible adaptation of the Mario story. However, I love it. I think it's hilarious. I think it is hilarious. Um, But in like that very so bad it's good way. And I think a big part of that is, is the casting. A big part of that is the casting. But yeah, I love it, but it's like the room. <laughs> it's like the room level to me. It's so bad, it's good. <laughs> uh, I saw this, he didn't tag me, but I agree. I I've been, I said this before. I would love, 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 love if they did an old Joker. Like if they did like an old man Batman, but then they also had like an old maniacal Joker with Willem Dafoe. That would be phenomenal. He's got the face for it. He's got the chops for it, no doubt about it. And I would love to see what he does, uh, what he did with that character. I don't know if I froze for anyone else, uh, Joey Horn, but I apologize if that is the case. Uh, Asmari says, "I want to hear Willem Dafoe say in No Way Home, and there was a spider fight. That would be amazing too. I would be down for that. That would be phenomenal." Harvey says, did you see the outtakes from Spider-Man 2 in which Alfred Molina sang If I Were a Rich Man from Fiddler? Oh, no, I, I I think I have, but it's been a while. Um, yeah, Alfred Molina is, is also great. Also, also great. 
Alrighty then. Alrighty then. Let's see. Uh, Laura, tag to say, it's interesting that we are getting a lot of movies focused on World War One time period lately. Well, yeah, it is, but it also, when you think about how many films have been done on World War II or events surrounding World War II, it also, I think, kind of makes sense, you know, because I feel like there's just so much that has not been, you know, delved into when it when it comes to World War One, at least with more modern films. Like, there aren't a lot of modern films that deal specifically with that. So I, I do think that it makes sense to me that there would be a kind of like a shift and a focus on, you know, because obviously there is a market for war films, especially historical films. And so it makes sense that they would be kind of focusing on one of the untouched stories or one that's not nearly as covered as the other. Yeah, Daniel Thorne definitely prefer Dolby for sure. See, Harwick says, today Newsmax reported an exclusive scoop that the Vatican is preparing for a conclave because... Uh, Pope Francis is on the brink of death. Yeah, um, so Newsmax, it wasn't really an exclusive scoop because someone else had reported that earlier, actually. Um, And I would say this much, that it seems to be based on rumors. Um, There's been this speculation for a long time. And all I can say about that is, is two things. One, obviously, I continue to pray for the Pope. And two, I especially pray for his conversion. If it is true, I, I pray that he converts before he uh, potentially goes on to meet his maker. But I really do pray and hope that he converts. Rob D., I'm probably going to be greatly disappointed if Toby and Andrew don't appear in the new Spider-Man. I just recently watched Amazing Spider-Man 1. Really liked it. Haven't watched the second. Don't watch the second one. Uh, it's just... It, it's You've already gotten to the point that a lot of people don't get to, right? Because a lot of people don't really like the Amazing Spider-Man 1 even. I thought it was okay. I thought it was fine. I I, I actually like Andrew Garfield. I think that the, the man's a talented actor. Um, just was put into he was put into the story with just not the right with not the right writers and without the right director, unfortunately. Uh, so that's why his first one is is fine. Is sec- the second film is just not good uh, at all. But I, I do think that he is just phenomenal and a great example of that. If anyone. Uh, has not seen Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, again, it's from the evil corporation company known as Netflix. But again, you can always sail the high seas um, if, if that is your choice. But Tick, Tick, Boom, it's a musical. So again, I know that not everyone likes musicals. But for those that do, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I thought I was going to have issues with it, to be honest. But I thought it was done very well. I think they could have leaned into some of the politics of the story and of the time period of the 90s. And they really didn't. They, they, they could have gone so much more into it, but they really didn't. They just kind of touched on it, you know, in an appropriate way. And I was like, oh, what do you know? And th- th- this was a film that was actually directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. And there's a couple of moments and choices that he made as a director that I thought were not good. But for the most part, it was actually done uh, pretty well. And I think it really just showcases his acting chops. But I, know, I, I think that that's what a lot of people feel is if we don't get if we don't get that, I guess you could say almost catharsis of of seeing all of the the Spider-Men together. I think that a lot of people will have a negative opinion of the movie for that, because even though they've not really been promoting that and even though you've had even people like Andrew Garfield say I'm not in the movie, 
it's expected. You know, people are expecting it. And I know that some people might have access to uh, spoilers or behind the scenes rumors and stuff like that. You know, and that's not really what I do here. That's not really what I do on the channel. Uh, and so, you know, my uh, my Valkyrie will, of course, be on the lookout for people trying to, like, you know, spoil things for other people that might care. But I feel that it is definitely at least an expectation that people have. And to me, it's a logical one. You know, it's a logical expectation to have. And I think that it, it could end up having that impact, though, where it could lead to a, a negative even opinion of the movie. Because think about how many films have been ruined because there was an expectation that was not fulfilled. You know, it's happened before. Uh, let's see. Hardwick says the news about Scarlett Johansson producing was reported November 19th. They got the news directly from Kevin Feige. Again, don't care. Uh, Rob D <laughs> says, uh, I didn't watch your math video yet. Did you put in a disclaimer that it might trigger DC MCU stance? I didn't because the video I did this morning was just about math in general. So it was not about a specific movie. It was more so just about my methodology instead. So, uh, cause people have been asking for explanations on that. And it is pretty funny because, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I make these videos to try and explain things. I know there's people that actually really do care. And I, I, for everyone that's left a comment on that video, by the way, much love to you because it is a video that is, is not, it's just not going to get a lot of love because who wants to see a, a video about box office breakdown methodology. Right. Um, so for those that have watched it and have uh, left the comments, I really do appreciate it. Um, but I know that there were, you know, there's been several times over, over the past several months where people have asked about methodology. And even though I've covered it several times over, um, you know, several times over the fact about it, um, that it is something that, or at least I've, I've gone over it in my videos several times over. I did recognize that there were still people who probably haven't been with me for a long time or who haven't seen a lot of those videos. And so it's important to have that, that, that methodology out there. Uh, Cody guy, absolutely agree. RIP Bob Hoskins. Absolutely. Again, he, he's what really made the movie uh, enjoyable uh, talking there about Mario brothers from the nineties. See, Daniel Thorne says, AMCs have started replacing plastic straws with paper ones when you go to the theaters. Again, be sure to bring your own. Oh, Daniel Thorne, we had a conversation about this the other day, actually. Uh, on one of my streams, we talked about this. And, uh, oh, I've already experienced it. The last movie I saw in theaters, they had already, my local theater had made their made the transition to paper. And, man, I was ticked off because it is terrible. It is terrible. Like, here's the thing. and I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I have no problem using a paper straw. No problem at all using a paper straw. No issue at all. However, if it is going to fail, if it is in its design going to have major flaws like being saturated and doing what paper does, then no, thank you. I, I don't want it. Then, then I don't want it. McQueen, I don't want it. Seriously, I, I don't want it. Go, give, give, you know, give it away, give it away, give it away now. I, I don't want it anymore. Um, again, I don't mind using paper straws. I don't mind it. But they got to work. They, they got to be essentially no different than the original. And I made the joke on a previous stream that what you're going to start to see is a black market of, of plastic straws 
right? You're going to see people, you know, walk around theater saying, Hey, I see you got a paper. You want a plastic straw? Like it opens up the coat and it's got like all different kinds of like, you know, like the, the basic plastic straw, right? The classic, you know, the cheap one, but then they like, like the, the nice pristine, right? The ones that you can rewash be this whole thing. Someone can make big bucks doing that. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, that's what happens in my brain when those things come up. Let's see. Uh, Rob D says, I honestly think we need more films on the lesser known American wars. War of 1812, Mexican War, Spanish-American War, Korean War. Oh, I totally agree. Totally agree. For sure. Uh, let's see. Some more poopus. Sadly, a lot of newer World War I movies are pretty poor, but They Shall Not Grow Old and 1917 were fantastic in my humble opinion. In my humble Ursine opinion. Uh, by the way, yeah, 1917 was fantastic. Everyone knows that I, I was very much a fan of that film. The cinematography on that film especially is just phenomenal. Um, and I've not seen They Should Not Grow Old, but again, I, I've heard a lot of really great things about it. What what uh, Peter Jackson was able to do with the footage, you know, and making it just, again, look so modern for, for such old footage. And again, that reminds me as well. You know, obviously, uh, we, you know, commemorate and remember the lives of all those who, you know, not just, you know, about, I think it's what 80 years, 80 years since Pearl Harbor. And, uh, this year at least, which is just, again, it's insane to think about, you know, how much time has gone by, but, uh, obviously we remember all the lives lost there, but also of all the lives lost from all of our men and women who have served as well. So just wanted to say that since we're on that subject. Uh, let's see, Alex McCarthy. Even I didn't like Amazing Spider-Man 2. And that's saying something because you like a lot of things. A lot of things. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. Laura says, I have a horrible feeling that we won't get Toby and Andrew, but instead a live-action Miles Morales. I would say you are definitely um, onto something there, Laura, for sure. And I think that would say a lot about the fans as well, right? About what they think about the fans. And it would also, it would confirm a lot of things. It would confirm a lot of things that we kind of already know. And we're already seeing very clearly uh, with the direction that Marvel and, and Disney's pushing a lot of their properties. Really the only thing that I think could save it would be uh, Sony, because I think the question would, would be, I guess, because miles Morales is a part of this, of the Spider-Man universe, right? A, a part of the Spidey verse. Cause I, yeah, I, I guess I'm answering my own question here because I believe Into the Spider-Verse was a Sony animated property. Uh, one of the reasons, I think, why I hated the animation because it was just, oh, the, the it wasn't the imagery. The imagery was actually well-drawn. The characters were well-drawn in Into the Spider-Verse. But the way that the characters moved, right, this, this like almost stop-motion, oh, it was so bad. It was so terrible. It was so distracting. Um, but anyway, so my only thought would be that, you know, Sony would only do that to try and and prep for an eventual you know miles miles morales movie but i don't know if they're going to do that because they already have into the spider-verse 2 essentially uh planned so they've already got the miles morales storyline being told in that universe and that again it was it was successful for them so i I don't i don't think or i don't i don't really see what benefit they would get from it other than it being a ploy by Marvel trying to get the characters so that they can then share not just Spider-Man, but also uh, Miles Morales as well, 
to try and beef up their their diversity. <laughs> you know, that's just kind of my own thought on that. All right, let me head back over to Odyssey. Still 17 people watching. Dang, son. Well, again, light up that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey. I really do appreciate that. Uh. Let's see, Laura, yes, Laura, over on Odyssey. In fact, now that you're over there, boom, um, you now have mod powers over there, Laura. Use use them wisely. Uh, but yes, respect Anna. <laughs> Visit Womack says, I would love to be a fly on the wall when the Pope meet. Yeah, it would be incredibly interesting to ever, not just even with the Pope, but with any Pope, or with any person, right? Just to, what what that is like, you know? And obviously, we're trying to think about eternal things with our finite minds, and so there's already going to be a lot of issues with it. But yeah, definitely interesting. I love Cabbage says, those apps have been there since last year. Uh, which apps? I need a little bit of context there, if you could, please. I love Cabbage. Visit Woman says, the question is, how long will we remember the fallen when progressives tear down history? Well, I think that we will always remember when we keep in the fact that um, there are still so many people that do know history and will continue to teach their family and their friends history. And because of that, it, it will never die. You know, even though we can see in our public education system, especially, right, the, the downfall of education itself because you still have so many people that are passionate about keeping the memory of of these lost men and women alive and, and keeping these important issues talked about and i think we're seeing that also by the fact the fact that you still have war movies being being made centering around world war one world war two shows you that even hollywood understands that there are so many people drawn to that uh, i don't think it'll ever go away for that reason the R says, God tell your peeps to go to mass tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, tomorrow, for those that are not aware, uh, is a, uh, for anyone who is Catholic, is a holy day of obligation. It is the feast of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So, holy day of obligation tomorrow. Thank you for the reminder, the R. We, as a school, are going. Uh, we, we have mass every week um, as a school. And so, our mass is being moved because of uh, tomorrow being the holy day of obligation. But yes, thank you for that reminder. And then I can let everybody know. All right. We're getting close to the end today. So let me go ahead and read some last comments here. Um, Let us see. Uh, Well, again, you know, Hardwick's trying to make the point about, you know, it's speaking volumes. Again, I think you're giving both sides too much credit here. It was all publicity stunt. You know, I think at the end of the day, it was all publicity stunt. And, uh, Hey, ended up costing Disney all of the money that they would have made <laughs> off of Black Widow. So, hey, if they thought it was worth it, I don't see how. Uh, Daniel Thorne says T-Mobile is doing $4 ticks for No Way Home. That includes premium format. This will surely help it on its way to surpassing a billion dollars. Um, well, yeah, but that's the other thing, too, is that even without that, it's it's already going to be well helped by the fact that it's a it's a popular character. And and. And I know that you're not saying this, Daniel Thorne, but I do want to get it off the bat because Lord knows it's going to happen. Please do not fall into the conspiracy territory. I remember going through this with Captain Marvel. I remember going through this with other films too. 
with the conspiracy theories about, oh, the film's only making money because Disney's buying all these tickets. There's been never proof of that ever given, firstly. And secondly, every single claim that, that claimed to be proof of that happening was easily debunked by anyone that's ever worked at a theater or knows how theaters work. It was easily debunked. So I'm sure that those narratives will probably pop up again. It won't be as believable because Spider-Man is definitely a much more popular character than Captain Marvel. I think even someone who's a fan of Captain Marvel would agree with that assessment if they, you know, were based in reality in any way whatsoever. But be careful of people who try and push any narrative about, um, about you know, Disney buying up all these tickets and somehow guaranteeing success. Because... They've been wrong before, and they will be wrong again. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, Laura says, uh, My sources say that people will say they have inside sources to make YouTube videos. Oh, yes, they will, Laura. Oh, yes, they will. <laughs> That's why I'm glad that I legitimately don't have any, because then I don't have to make those claims. Uh, I am my own source. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you saying that you're your own source and you've been your own source all along? Well, at least I admit it. But as I said, you know, I, I did work at a theater for three for three years. I did uh, work up to the level of supervisor. So I, I got to see the inner workings of the industry. And I think I mentioned in my video earlier today, right? I had conversations with the managers and my, even my general manager, right? The, the man who ran the actual theater itself about the financial side of it. And that's how I found out and knew early on about how little theaters actually get in, in those first couple weeks of release. And so I think having that kind of knowledge, though, helps in trying to break these numbers down and, and trying to you know figure these things out. And also having the context to have actually sat in a box office and actually seen the lines of people, of people not picking up their pre-order tickets, but instead people buying tickets on the day of. And again, that goes back to why pre-sales, though they are some indicator is not the end-all be-all. Because as Solo, Star Wars Story, and other films have shown too, because there's been other films that have done incredibly well with pre-sales and outpaced this film and outpaced that film and then ended up not being nearly as much of a success as people thought. Because again, pre-sales tell only part of the story. It's a story, it's a part of the story, but it's not the full story. And you still have so many people. Um, even during pandemic times, you still have so many people that will wait until the day of to actually buy a ticket. And actually go to the uh, physical theater to get it and not pre-order. It's definitely growing as far as pre-orders. Pre-orders are definitely growing as more and more people are not just drawn to that, but also as theaters push people in that direction too, right? Uh, see, Coliseum Builders says, why paper straws and plastic drink lids? That's a great point, Coliseum. Shh, don't tell them about their hypocrisy. <laughs> it's probably because they can address the straws uh, the lids is one they haven't figured out yet, even though they haven't figured out the straws because they're terrible. Uh, Mark says, uh, Mark, 63366, I have huge problems with paper straws. They can't be recycled. Interesting. Well, I think the logic is, it, it, well, here's the thing, Mark. They can't be recycled, but they are biodegradable, right? Paper itself is biodegradable, and so um, it doesn't necessarily have to be recycled. Here's the other thing. It depends on where the paper is coming from, too. So if AMC has switched the paper straws and it's being taken from 
uh, trees that are part of sustainable forest, which is actually a thing, then it is, according to the environmentalists, that would be seen as being okay. Um, in fact, one of the things that, you know, because I love my wife, I love Freya very much. She is very much concerned about the environment, which I think is a very good thing. Uh, but we definitely have some disagreements over, you know, the rate of, you know, how alarmed we should be, et cetera. She's definitely not on. She's not on the scale that some some people are on that. But again, there's differences. And again, that's what makes us work, right? Is that we're not just agreeing with each other, right? Uh, we're not just the same person. You know, it's it's good to have that type of, you know, challenge. You know, we, we all need to be challenged. Um, and, and I love her for doing that to me and, and you know, uh, allowing me to stay on my toes and also allowing me to be able to just, you know, actually understand my own thoughts and my own convictions. Uh, but with that being said... Um, that's why I get my own, my, the printer paper that I use, cause I print a lot of stuff out, especially as I'm trying to do research, um, for stuff related to school, I, I do a lot of printing. And so one of the things that, that, um, that I even had asked about because I knew that it, it was important to her was, you know, if there was a certain you know type of paper or something like that. And she pointed out clearly saying, well, actually with paper, it, it's not really necessarily about whether or not it's recycled paper or not. In fact, she says, no, recycled paper is actually terrible most of the time for printing. It's just not a very good uh, product. And the most important thing is just to make sure that you're getting it from a uh, location where it's it's sustainable, meaning that it's from a forest where they are actively planting new trees as well to kind of replace the old. Um, and so I was like, hey, no problem with me. And guess what? It's not that much more expensive, to be perfectly honest, either. So... Um, yeah, so if that's the paper that they're getting for these straws, then, quote unquote, they're being, uh, you know, environmentally friendly. But if they're just getting it and they're saying, oh, look, it's paper straws, it's biodegradable, but they're getting that paper from, like, the rainforest, guess what? They're going to they're gonna have a, a bunch of... Uh, angry environmentalists coming down them because you know the the you know amc will be like we're using paper we're using paper and then they're going to say you're killing the rainforest and then i'll come in to say you don't even know about the sustainable method anyway <laughs> uh hardwick do you think that his family is portrayed in the 1990s movies are what no and I don't care really to dive into the subject, so please don't follow up with that because <laughs> I don't care. Uh, they're funny movies. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi. There are there are so few World War II veterans left. Bob Dole just passed away this weekend. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah, it's. Um, but it's amazing, e- even though as few survivors of of the war that are left because of age, it's amazing how many people are still just so you know, you know, uh, knowledgeable because of just having family members that served in the war. And, and just, again, the fact that people are still passionate about it as a subject. Uh, Laura says, I think we will get Miles because of the multiverse started with Miles or, wow, maybe Gwen Stacy. Yeah, and again, I'd be interested to see if any of those characters make it in simply because of the fact that they're already being featured in the uh, multiverse. Uh, rather, into the Spider-Verse. Uh, Joey's movie vlog. So I goes by Afterlife and cried so much at the end it flooded the theater. Yeah, seriously, it's incredibly moving. Snorapupus, the end is nigh. Rob D. Uh, it would be awesome if the post credits for Spider-Man is a flash forward and we get to see Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099. Interesting. And I don't really know much about uh, that iteration of the character, to be honest. But uh, Jacob X76, yeah, you're way late, but thank you for being here. Well, we are wrapping things up. 
Uh, Forever Sci-Fi, My Regal Plans on streaming Betty White's 100 B-Day celebration in January. I wonder what will be going on there. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's the first I'm hearing about it. Uh, Soul Assassin. So, how about that Disney Hotel trailer? Uh, cringe was strong in that. Yeah, how about how they took it down during Friday Night Tights after we covered it? Not to say that we were the reason, but it's it's still pretty uh, it's pretty darn funny. Jonathan the Redshirt says Disney has been accused by a former company accountant of, among other things, recognizing full price revenue for comped park passes. They make Ekron look honest. Yes, that's for parks though. And again, that was the issue. People were using that to say, this is how I can justify my own conspiracy theory. It's like, oh, no, no. It's one thing, and I believe that's still being investigated, by the way. So still no conclusions necessarily on that. But again, that does not that does not correlate to, oh, that means that what I'm saying about movie theaters being bought out by Disney, which again, was never proven, um, is, is saying much of anything. All right. Uh, Just another red shirt says paper isn't made for old growth trees. I backpath on paper company land in Maine. Uh, old growth trees. I don't know what old growth means. That is a phrase phraseology that I don't quite understand. Let's see, Jacob Buck says, yes, you were the reason they took the video down. There's no quint. Yes, there are. There are coincidences though. Right, because it was again, it was already doing really bad. So it could very well be that we pushed it over the edge. But uh, you know, I'd like to think that I was part of the reason why. But yeah, you know, it is what it is. Um, all right, let's head over and see if there was anything going on over on Odyssey before wrapping things up. Light up that fire button if you're watching over there. I really do appreciate it. Uh, Vincent Womack. Um, yeah, I'm not even going to read that because I saw what you put in quotes. Oh, my goodness gracious, man. Um, Let's see. Visit Womack then says, good that I don't have to point out that recycling paper is more damaging to the environment than making it from scratch. Yeah, that's the issue with recycling in general is that energy it requires to actually recycle. Uh, yeah, there, uh, recycling itself is very much, I think there is a very good debate there over whether or not it's actually beneficial, which is, again, why when it comes to paper, uh, recycling is not really the big issue there. What it means, rather, is... Um, or rather, the important thing is to use paper from uh, places that are uh, sourced in a way that is meant to sustain or meant to uh, at least plant trees for the future as well. Uh, but anyway, uh, sorry that anyone was having any of the uh, buffering issues on Odyssey. It looked like that was happening at the very end. But I will bid my Odyssey fam adieu and, and say goodbye to uh, everyone over on the uh, YouTube side of things. Now, thank you all very much for hanging out tonight. A lot of fun. Uh, it's been a great, great time. Uh, JKD Buck says, old growth equals old forest. Ah, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah. And that's, again, the reason why, uh, that's the reason why if, if you're going to truly be environmentally friendly with paper, it's actually better, it's actually worse to recycle it's better to just get paper from places specifically that say we get these from, you know, ethically sourced places, which just means, again, that they are planting new trees, new growth. And again, it was just pointed out here by JKD Buck, 
yeah, it's actually really not good. Or rather, the, the trees specifically that are a part of older forest are not as good for paper as newer trees are. So it ended up, again, ends up making a lot more sense there as well. But anyway, thank you all so very much for being here today. It really does mean a lot. JKD Buck says JJ Abrams recycled the plot of A New Hope. This is a fact. This is indeed a fact. Uh, but anyway, thank you all so very much. This really does mean a lot. Please make sure you smash the like button. Live that fire button if you're watching on Odyssey. It really does mean a lot. I will see you all on, uh, should be on Friday for Friday Night Tights. So you're amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your night. Uh, again, blessed Advent and blessed um, uh, blessed Vigil of the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Again, if you are Catholic, go to Mass tomorrow, Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Um, Anyway, you're all great. Have a wonderful day, everybody. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my December Patreon subscribe star and locals members, animation commentator, Brandon, Brian P, Christopher Bowman, Dolores Ed, Dion, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you Father, Father Damian Cook, Garrett Searles, Hannibal Grimm, Harold Francis, Inflamed Wood, Jacob Juice, Jeff Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Gomer Kyle 79, Laura, the Modern Major General's Story, Mike Jackson times four, Mitch Dunaway, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mr. Peabody, Mondo Spieler, On to June, Orange Chat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Rosetta Allen, Stan Andrian, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, and Tina Bojan, and of course, the Empress of the Universe, Tina B. Thank you very much for being my Patreon members. And for my subscribe star members, UAB Mad Dog, Max, Mike Jackson, Storm Tracker, The R, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, Stan 4, John B, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, Slash, the new number two, J-Rod, the beer guru, and ZK-Man. Thank you very much for supporting me on Subscribestar. And to my four members over on Locals.com, Kara Tharp, UAB Mad Dog, once again, Mike Jackson, Bifford a Hobbit, and Robert Barnes. Thank you for supporting me on Locals. And if you want to have your name shouted out at the end of every video and live stream, check out the top link in the video description below. It's called Willow or W.LO, Willow Link. It'll bring you to all of my social media platforms and also to all of the various other locations that you can support the channel. You can get access to things like giveaways where I do giveaways of 4K films, 4K steelbooks, digital codes, all kinds of stuff every single month. Also, so there's a level where you get access to all of that, plus an exclusive podcast that I do with John the Flick Pick Flickinger, where you also get to ask questions that we will answer on every episode of the podcast. And at the final level, you also have the ability, the chosen of Valhalla level, you have the ability to have all of that, plus in your first month, get a free t-shirt of your choice, any color sent anywhere in the world, and also you get to be featured once a month on the chosen of Valhalla live stream featured on the main channel. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the description. You're all amazing and beautiful people. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.